Hello and welcome back to the Hollywood Talk podcast. This is your host, Holly. It's been about a couple of weeks since the last episode. I apologize. It's been pretty busy around here. My family and I just got back from literally Hollywood, Los Angeles. We were visiting my brother who is killing it out in LA. He's studying away for the semester and he's actually interning on the Warner Brothers Studios lot for Conan O'Brien. And we had a blast visiting him. It was my first time out on the West Coast, first time out in LA, and we had a really lovely time. It's good to be back. I'm happy that the weather is in the 50s right now. It's beautiful. The weather in California is literally beautiful all the time, so I can understand why everyone wants to go out there. I definitely miss seeing my name on almost every sign and billboard, but you know, New York City, you'll do. You're doing just fine. So today's episode, I want to try and cover a lot of headlines that have been making waves the past couple of weeks since the last episode. Okay, so the first story is actually from a couple of days ago, just because I thought this was incredibly beautifully ironic. So on Thursday, my family and I took a tour of the Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, and that is where the iconic show Friends was filmed. And literally 12 hours after we took the tour, the cast of Friends all posted a photo on their Instagrams of an old photo shoot that they did announcing it's happening. I saw this post literally about to take off from LAX to JFK and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then HBO Max, which is the new streaming service that's coming, shared that photo and said that the Friends cast is set to reunite for an exclusive special coming to HBO Max in May. So this is definitely in a collab with the new streaming service to create momentum for what's coming up. I know it's just a reunion special, it's not a whole series, but I am so, so, so excited for this. They're gonna be back on the map, it's gonna be all friends all the time. The fans have been waiting 25 years for a reunion like this, and I just think out of a lot of the crappy things that have happened so far in 2020, this has just been something so exciting that fans can look forward to come the springtime. Now onto some celebrity couple stories. Along with being pregnant, Jenna Dewan and Steve Kazee announced their engagement. She's doing great. Channing's doing great with Jesse J. Also, Steve Kazee won Best Actor for Once the Musical when it was on Broadway back in 2012. He and Jenna, they were very close friends while she was married, but once they broke up, their friendship kind of caught on fire, and I just think it's so adorable how obsessed he is with his new fiance. So good for them. So the next story has not been announced by the couple themselves, but multiple sources say that Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are pregnant. So I feel kind of bad and kind of wrong that the parents-to-be haven't released their own statement yet and the news outlets have, but I feel like it is my duty and the news outlet's duty to report it because we love them so much and I couldn't be happier for them. I think Sophie is going to be the coolest mom and Joe's going to be the most precious dad. So next up, Nick and Priyanka, looking at you. On to some shocking and sad breakup news. Madeline Patch from Riverdale and her boyfriend Travis Mills have split up after three whole years together. It's always sad when you read about a couple who's been together for so long and they seem really, really in love. But it just shows that every relationship's got its hardships and got its challenges and they try to make it work, but sometimes that's just not the best solution. Travis released a statement four days ago on his Instagram and he ended it with, There's a ton of privilege being able to do what we do, but there's a mountain of challenges. 
That said, we were in it together. It challenged me, kept me honest, made me more compassionate, and helped me do some very necessary growing up. The highest highs were made better. The lowest lows were livable because of her. I've learned so much about myself and life from that unconditional love and support. While I'm holding back tears, I'm excited to see what you do next. I'll always have your back. Trying to capture the gratitude, love, and pain in a few paragraphs is impossible. I'm not deleting any of our images. I regret nothing. It's a sad world when sites, blogs, and media try to profit off our pain. Please be respectful. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support. So Madeline has not released a statement, but I'm sure this has been approved by her. He had nothing but kind and respectful things to say about the relationship that they had. So wish nothing but the best for them. On to some serious celebrity beef. So there are two stories that have been making headlines. The first, Cara Delevingne slams Justin Bieber after he's asked to rank Hailey Bieber's celebrity friends during a session of Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts with James Corden on The Late Late Show last week. So the three friends were Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, and Cara. So Justin is quoted saying, here's the thing. Let's go back to it, though. I know Kendall. I've spent the most time with Kendall. She's a good friend of ours. I haven't spent a lot of time with Gigi, and I haven't spent a lot of time with Kara. So I have nothing against those people. It's just I have a better relationship with Kendall. So it's not like I'm like, oh, screw Kara, you know? You know what I mean? So Kara took to Instagram to share a clip of the most recent video of Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts and then put a photo of she and Justin from the Victoria's Secret fashion show in 2012 and then wrote, if you have nothing against me, then why don't you unblock me? Love you at Hailey Bieber. He should have just eaten the bull penis, which that's what Justin would have had to eat if he didn't answer the question on Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts, just for reference. Justin has yet to respond to this. But this post comes from about after seven months ago when she called out Justin and Haley for siding with Scooter Braun during the whole Taylor Swift feud. Kara sided with Taylor Swift, and her statement last summer was, Gentlemen, at Haley Bieber, at Justin Bieber, you must be bored. I wish you spent less time sticking up for men and more time trying to understand women and respecting their valid reactions. As a married man, you should be lifting women up instead of tearing them down because you are threatened. So I don't know what necessarily happened in their friendship, but there clearly is some beef that Justin is blowing over that Kara is not letting go. So we'll see how this stems out. Also during this session of Spill Your Guts or Feel Your Guts, James Corden admitted that he does regret a little bit about a 4.5 on that scale doing Cats the Musical movie. I'm kind of indifferent about this. He's kind of making a joke about it, which is fine. I feel like you can kind of go both ways that he has no regrets or he's siding with everyone that hated it saying that he does regret it. I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt his career. He was one of the more known stars in this movie anyway and who really cares? Everyone knows it was a hot mess. The images of those creepy CGI cats will live in our brains forever so we're trying to move on. So on to the next celebrity beef story that might possibly have the biggest clapback of 2020 so far. So Jake Paul Ugh. Tweeted yesterday, almost had to clap up Zane, spelled Z-A-N-E by the way, from One Direction because he is a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to fuck off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Zane, I know you're reading this. Stop being angry because you came home alone to your big ass hotel room. Ha 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 ha. Both Paul and Zane were attending a high-profile boxing match in Vegas and Paul accused him of starting a fight with him. 
So Zayn hasn't released a statement, but Gigi Hadid, his current girlfriend, came to his defense with possibly the greatest clapback of 2020 so far in response to Jake Paul saying, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie, unbothered by your irrelevant, ugly ass. Go to bed. I mean... The tweet from Jake Paul has since been deleted. I don't get why he is still being worshipped and glorified. It is enough. He acts like a child. It's embarrassing. And I think it's time for him to take a seat. So on to an update on a major Bachelor fan theory that current Bachelor Peter Weber is currently dating one of Bachelor producers Julie LaPlaca. I personally don't believe in this theory, but fans have pointed out that he was spotted recently at a winery with her. But I genuinely think this is staged. There are a couple of producers that are supposed to travel around with the lead during the couple of months of The Bachelor or Bachelorette airing that they joined them on press tours. She was spotted with Peter during New Year's. They were spotted having dinner in New York with his family. But I genuinely think it's her looking out for him. She's the producer. That's what she has to do. And I genuinely think whoever came up with this theory, the producers are now running with it to create more momentum because we know how dramatic this finale is, that we're not sure if Peter ends up with anyone. So this is just another added theory to put into the pot to stir before the finale airs. So today is Bachelor Monday. It is February 24th. And tonight is Fantasy Suites, which means next week will be the Women Tell All. And I think my theory is that tonight, Madison finally tells Peter that she is saving herself for marriage and that she will not accept his rose if he has been intimate with other women this week because she takes intimacy and sex very, very seriously. Now, good for you. That's fine. I respect that. But also, has she watched Hannah Brown's season prior? Because Peter had sex in a windmill four times, and I think this is a man who wants to see if he can be intimate with multiple women before he gets down on one knee. I see both sides to this. On one hand, if Madison says to him, if you think I'm going to be the woman at the end of this, out of respect to me, please don't be intimate with other women. I value this very highly. But I also see his side of it, that if he is slightly doubtful or on the fence about any one of them, he wants to test out that intimacy with each girl. But because he loves her, because he said, I love Madison, I'm falling head over heels for Madison, he's going to have to be honest with her and say, yes, I have been intimate, because we've seen that in the previews so far. And I think that's going to cause a riff in their relationship, and that's going to be the conflict for the rest of the season, whether Madison will accept his rose, whether she will be the final woman at the end of all this. And I think that is who Peter's mom is referring to when she says, don't let her go. Aside from this, Victoria F. has made it to Fantasy Suites. Now, the only logical explanation I could have for Peter skipping over the fact that she's been a home wrecker and supposedly destroyed relationships in Virginia Beach, including with married men, is just that Peter's insanely wildly attracted to her because I don't know what other reason there is for him on this earth to keep Victoria F. around. So the devil works hard, but the Bachelor producers are working a little harder because for the first time ever, all three women will be living in the same hotel room leading up to Fantasy Suites. The tension is real, the anxiety is real, the anticipation is real. This is going to be one hell of an awkward episode, and I can't wait to watch. So the final two stories are a little on the serious side. The first is about justice being served, like major justice. Harvey Weinstein 
once viewed as one of Hollywood's most influential power brokers, was found guilty of third-degree rape and guilty of criminal sexual acts in the first degree. This is a landmark for the Me Too movement. This was the first case that really sparked it. So to see justice being served after a year-long battle is very satisfying. Harvey Weinstein did not testify in his own defense, so prosecutors were unable to interrogate him about his alleged conduct. Even though these women were unable to speak today, it does not take away the bravery and the courage they had to speak up for something that has sparked an entire movement. Last story today. This morning, thousands gathered around the Staples Center for the celebration of life for Kobe and Gianna Bryant, as well as the seven others who died in the tragic helicopter crash. Beyonce opened up the memorial service saying, I'm here because I love Kobe. And then she then delivered a chilling, powerful performance of EXO followed by Halo. And she said, I want you to sing it so loud that he'll hear your love. His wife, Vanessa, delivered the eulogy saying, we're still the best team. We loved each other with our whole beings, two perfectly imperfect people making a beautiful family and raising our sweet and amazing girls. To her daughter Gigi, she said, I will miss your sweet handmade cards, your sweet kisses, and your gorgeous smile. I miss you, all of you, every day. And she ended it with, God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of Gigi, and I got Nanny, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love you and miss you forever and always, Mommy. Vanessa is also reportedly suing the company Island Express, alleging that the flight conditions on the day of the crash were not conducive for flying and that the company was only allowed to fly under visual flight rules. The lawsuit also claims that the helicopter was not safe. And it adds that the company promoted and engaged in unnecessarily and needlessly risky means of transport under the circumstances. I think this is very brave that she's doing this not only in honor and memory of Kobe and Gigi, but for these seven other victims and their families who were affected by this. Not only has she had to file this wrongful death lawsuit, but she's also eulogizing her husband and her child in front of the whole world. The strength this woman has is incredible and unbelievable. The whole world is here for you, Vanessa, and we support you and respect you during this grievance. Okay, so that's it for this episode three of the Hollywood Talk podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the love and support on social media. Be sure to give a follow on Instagram. It's at Hollywood Talk. Click the link in the Instagram bio, which will take you to Anchor, which can show you where the podcast is distributed on all platforms. We are definitely on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which I've seen is a majority of our listeners. So be sure to subscribe there. And I'd really appreciate it if you left a comment or a review. So thank you so much. I'm going to go on the treadmill and then get ready to watch The Bachelor. Have a great start to your week, everyone, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.